space. It's sort of like, I guess, we're talking on topic about brand positioning because, I mean, this is how we think about someone. Where it sits in your headspace? Yeah. You know, once it gets there, man, it's there. It's anchored. That's right. So Doritos does not make barbecue sauce. No one ever thinks of that. You may think about tailgating. You may think about a party. But no, you're thinking about chips that have that, you know, dusty goodness on your fingertips when and, you eat and, them. and shape I yes th- I the think, triangle I, th- I think the shape is is probably a huge characteristic that comes to mind when you think of doritos i don't just a, a rectangle you don't see anything or try you don't see many triangular yeah i mean i guess you do but it didn't seem like it seemed like they were the first tortilla chip that, yeah yeah that people were comes to mind when people remember yeah before, before mexican restaurants were so ubiquitous yeah well, I mean, every every brand, when it starts out, it wants to try to branch out into different things and do different things. Our brand is kind of in that way, I guess. We have Nerd Brand Agency, Nerd Brand Podcast. You know, FYI, get ahead of everybody. You know, there will be another Nerd Brand something. Just watch for next year. But, you know, are they, like, separated from our original vision, everything. No, it's still called Nerd Brand. It's an extension. Yeah, there. Thank you for filling in the blank there. So that's why we have Mitch as our creative director. I am the blank filler. <laughs> and it's always my fault. Yeah, it's always his fault. He's been fired five times uh, last week. <laughs> that's why it doesn't hurt my feelings anymore. Yeah, that's okay. I got fired twice. Anyway, so brand positioning. Um, how do others use it? Uh GE, do they still bring good things to life? Uh, I don't think they've used that line in a while. Yeah, I mean, I still think of them as, uh, when I think of GE, I think of appliances. What do you think of? I, I think of, a, I mean, pretty much appliances. Refrigerators, yeah. stoves, washers, dryers. Yeah. Robert, what about you? I think about the 50 caliber machine gun in the F-18. GE makes that? Correct. Really? I'll be darned. Yeah. Wow. Now you know. I, I knew wow. they made jet engines. I didn't know they, they made weapons. Yeah. They sure do. Wow. I'm oh. going to definitely Google search that real quick. Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely. Sure. Yeah, we need a picture Our of that. Our fact checkers are feverishly tapping away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right now everybody's like, this is a different podcast today. I don't know. Really? What- <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> it's never boring. No, it's never boring. That's the whole point. I mean, we're in an industry that is such filled with variety anyway. So, you know, when, I, when we talked about doing a podcast... Um, well, when I talk with uh, the original host of the podcast, Brandon Jones, uh, he, he has a podcast called Animation Destination, so there's a free plug for him. Um, but it was mostly like, well, how can we talk about brands in the nerd culture? And we knew that would touch basically everything, and everybody would have an opinion, and there'd be tons of stories right. associated with it, you know, how, just because of how they're treated. <clears throat> um, and so, but there are so many pieces of branding that are buzzwordy like this one, you know, brand positioning. So someone's selling you that. I'd like to kind of say, don't necessarily latch on to that as a thing, as we call widgets. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's know. like one of those, it's, you know, it's not one of those off-the-shelf things you buy that magically transforms your, your advertising or your marketing, like like digital anything. There's, yeah. There's no magic bullets, and we, I mean, as a rule, we don't sell things. Yeah, we we sell a we sell a a a, a philosophy and a, and a process. Mm-hmm. Positioning is part of that process. Yeah, we operate on processes for web branding, just 
uh, marketing, even everything, because we need to understand the steps and where we're at with our customers as much as they need to so that we're all in sync because money and effort and time is being spent and the world is going to look at that and go, you know, I'm really not convinced about this meta thing. <laughs> we don't want to help contribute to the world of memes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and there's a brand that's like, hmm. Uh, it's so meta. It is. Yeah. You know what? I did Instagram a thing today. I added uh, for the first time, some, I know this sounds terrible. It's like, you guys do branding. Like, look, that's not me. That's Jonathan. That's why we have a Jonathan. You know, Jason doesn't do the whole social stuff. But, uh, you know, I was like, hey, I'm going to try to do a story. Uh -huh. on Instagram. Because, uh -huh. you know, when you and I think of stories, we think of branding, you know? We don't really think of, like, eh, it's a story. It's getting there, though. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, but I, I did. I posted a story for the first time, and I asked yeah. John, I said, uh, how'd I do? And he was like, well, you didn't F it up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always a good thing. And I was like, that's the most encouraging thing I've heard from you in years. <laughs> it's always a good thing. It's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. So uh, while Robert's looking up GE and machine guns... Um, <laughs> Yo, KFC. Yes. What what comes to your head with when I say that? I mean, I maybe some of these things are generational, but I I, I see the colonel's face immediately. Yeah. I mean, which is funny because I don't think, I mean, my brain gets to the chicken part, but when you say KFC, I see the branding. I don't see the product. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do actually. I do. Um, I believe it or not. I mean, I. My, my dad would talk about something on Hurstbourne Lane where he, the colonel's house was at. He'd sit there, something. I don't know. My dad may have been, like, telling me one of those dad stories that's Maybe. made up. So Maybe. they tend to do that. Well, I don't know if it was Hurstbourne Lane, but, you know, if you head toward Shelbyville, mm -hmm. on Shelbyville Road, US 60, yeah, there's Claudia Sanders' dinner house. Yeah, that might have been it. Maybe he, that's what he was thinking about. He probably was thinking about that. But I used to think that big white... If anybody who lives in Louisville is listening to the podcast, you, you go down, you're on the Waterson, mm -hmm. and you get past uh, Newburgh, yeah, and you see the you know Yum headquarters, right? Well, for the longest time before it was Yum headquarters, it was just KFC headquarters, and and it looked like a big, you know, uh, a mansion. Su southern mansion, big yeah. white with columns and everything, and that was KFC headquarters, right? Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought he lived there. <laughs> like a house it's like a really big uh, yeah it house. still does it's still there um along with other buildings now. yeah it's kind of like the white house it has expanded into other other buildings and yeah. stuff um but yeah i mean it's uh it's I, like I, government yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's a different podcast um i think of, i still i actually think of yum because yes. it's been around so long and associated with yum well, but the funny a, there's a generational thing yeah there, so. but the funny thing is though when i think of yum i don't think about the other brands in yum yeah, well, because they kind of—I mean, when you think about it, KFC is is the reason Yum exists, it, it, right? Um, at least to me. I mean, for some—and I could be wrong. I haven't read—I haven't—I don't re recall the history exactly. I have to go back and look. But it almost seems like KFC is, was the anchor that took on the other, the Pizza Hut, yeah, and the uh, Taco Bell, yeah. And it, what was it? Somebody help me out here if you're listening. Uh, it's, it was, it was, A &W? it was KFC. Then didn't PepsiCo, that is the company that Pepsi became, mm -hmm. PepsiCo. At one time I thought owned KFC and 
the other two brands, Pizza Hut and, and, and Taco Bell. And then they changed the name right. to Yum. And I remember, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> they said, they, when they announced the new brand that was Yum, we all just kind of looked at each other. Like, I remember that moment. Yum. I actually do remember that moment. We used yum. to call them Kafako Huts. <laughs> uh, careful how you say that. Uh, yeah, you should be careful how you say that. But it was Kentucky Fried Chicken and Pizza Hut and the Taco Bell all in one. And then they started doing an A&W. And now you, so we have a Long John Silver. Yeah, there's Long, and Long, but they've since mm-hmm. sold off the Long John Silver's. Spun off Long John Silver's. I think they spun off yeah. A&W too. But. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's inevitably going to. It's inevitably going to happen where you're going to have the acquisition of things anyway. I mean, it, it, it's interesting talking about brand positioning and a, a, a corporate behemoth, corporate, corporate, okay. corporate behemoth <laughs> like Yum that has other sub brands under it. And you ask, when you ask people, when you mention a, a huge corporate entity like that and you say their brand, it, 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 it is interesting to see what comes to mind, especially a brand like Yum, which has so many brands that are like, big kind of staple American brands that have been mm-hmm. around a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really easy to figure out what your brand positioning is. If you just don't tell people where you're from, just tell them the name. And what do you think of when you hear that? And they'll tell you. And do, do, do parent brands like, like yum, do they think about positioning or like Unilever? I don't do think they think about positioning as a, as a, I don't as think, a parent brand? I don't think as a parent, no, because I don't think they need... Well, obviously, we're talking about these are multi-million dollar ones. They don't need to. This is not an issue. You know, they've spent years fixing this many, many moons ago. So it's sort of like, you know, if you're Kentucky Fried Chicken, nobody's going to think like, oh, we'll get a fish sandwich there. Now, <laughs> at one time, I'm sure they sold them and may still do. I don't know. It was kind of, you know, I, I would recommend watching the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton to kind of... Uh-huh see the reasoning and whys and all that. It's a very fascinating movie. Plus anything with Michael Keaton in it is worth spending your time on. Um, I don't think they have to. Uh, but I think when they originally start, like Long John Silver's is like, leans into fish. You know, if you're a pirate. and <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a pirate. But it's, it's funny because when... It could have been a financial firm for all we know. You never, you never know where it could go. Like, I'm, try, I'm trying to think because I'm old enough to remember when Long John Silver's first arose. And I'm trying to think about what their mascot was. And I, I for some... There might have been a pirate involved. Uh, but yeah, I don't, but probably. I don't, it doesn't... It's not It's a. It's clear. not a boat anchor. That's that's Moby Dick's. Yeah. Or but, Moby Richards for those that are no, it's ultra... A, it's a big, <laughs> It's a big whale. It's a big whale. Is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a big whale? Well, where am I thinking about an anchor? Maybe that is Long John Silver's. Maybe it's kingfish. Oh, it could be. Yeah, it's all this fish. I don't know. Why are we talking about fish so I don't much? know, but I'm getting hungry now. I know. I'm, I'm getting there, too. Um, so brand position. Yeah, so brand position. You ask, like, do they think about it? That's And that's the corporate brand. Do they worry about, you know, as a parent brand, do we, worry, do we, do we consider our brand positioning? Uh, now, there's there's some of the there's some of the oh some of the logos yeah look at how that's changed over the years Long yeah, John the, Silv yeah. really it, it's funny though the the um I think it must have got cut off it if if you look at the yeah there it is there there was there was the one in the lower if you look at that one in the lower oh. right there was I remember it now okay but it's been a long long time yeah since that's that. pretty old Mitch I mean I know you're not that old give me a break now you can't be. What year did, did it have a year attached to it? 70s, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, I'm know. that old. Wow, I was born in 76 for context for those listening. 
Yeah, it looks like Cracker Barrel. It does, doesn't it? It does. But they had the you know the the metal roof with the with a weathered wood siding, which they've I I guess they've kind of maintained up until very very recently. But the logo has you know the logo has has changed. But they kind of kept the stores kind of kept that same sort of yeah you know oh you know seaside shack. That's like your that's like you know visuals identity kind of stuff is how I associate that your look that's your logo the even your store and the things you do and but you know at no point would one go there and think I'm gonna get a hamburger or I'm gonna you know hot dog stand or ice right. cream right you know so right. I think that they probably didn't have to think of it in that way because they're in that it's a restaurant you that, know it's, that, a, it's a, yeah that niche they occupy yeah. it, it that goes to another part of brand positioning whereas the positioning of a brand like a Long John Silver's versus a, and I can't think of one off the top of my head. Okay, I guess like okay, Mitchell's Seafood Market, mm-hmm. which is a higher end, I guess, seafood. Now, in that respect, yes, then you would have to definitely pay attention because of that position is a different audience. Exactly, and that's 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 you know that's that's another. That's another manifestation of positioning. Right. It's not just positioning how do what do people think of the product itself or what immediately comes to mind, but how do you position yourself as opposed to other types of entity like you that yeah. differentiate you yeah. from those others. Yeah. That's important. I had somebody uh, this week that I was talking with them. They said the term brand promise. Oh, and how lofty. I know, but true. It's a thing. And I haven't heard it in like forever. The term? Yeah. Like I know what it is, but I've not heard it. And I, was, I told them, I was like, you're the first person to ever actually, I've heard actually utter that, but yet also understand what it means. So what does it mean? We'll save that for another show. <laughs> <laughs> you throw that out there and now you just yeah. a little hang. Yeah. I don't want to put out another, like I, you got the term, you want to Google it, go right ahead. But I not, 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 not talking to you, Robert, not saying you got to Google it. That's, that's a, you get too many terms thrown around. You right. just look like a Webster's well, dictionary. I mean, I, I wish I could remember. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring it in here. I've, I've always wanted to blow. I wanted to make like a, you know, like a knitted sampler of it, like yeah. hang on the wall. There was, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Ogle, David Ogilvy said something about jargon and I'll look it up for next time. Okay. And bring it in. But I mean, well, you may actually, that may actually be a good show. Cause I mean, I've got two shows I'm still developing, uh, not Christmassy related, <laughs> um, that I am trying to figure out like what we're going to talk about. So I don't know. We'll do that. We'll, we'll talk about jargon. Cause o- Ogilvy is one of my heroes, but he, he, yeah. I won't, I don't like, so I can't remember the quote, but he hated, he really disliked jargon. Oh, I do too. It's like, but I call them buzzwords. Oh yeah. You know, it's like buzzword, buzzword, marketing, marketing, buzzword, marketing, marketing, buzzword. That's like I, I said, I'll bring, say. I'll find the quote and bring it, but it was something to yeah. the effect that, you know, it's, it's a place for people who think they're smart to hide. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, it's sales typically use it so that they can further an account. Have, I've been having conversations with this a lot today because, or this month or week because of, you know, we've added Coral Abu to our team as a brand consultant and image specialist. And, you know, it's like, trying to like be very careful about talking about uh, going past the perceived need when somebody asked you for help. If they feel that, th- that if you've done your job as in this positioning, you know, they would come to us and, you know, can you help me with that? Right. So there's something that obviously we've done to show that, yes, we, we do that. To position ourselves correctly. Yes. It, it, that, it's a real, it, I think it's a great point. The value that positioning offers the consumer because and it helps you in the long run as a business. Right. If people know why they need to come to you, what they need to come to you for. Right. 
part of how you accomplish that is by positioning yourself correctly. Yes. So, so anyway, the, the perceived need may have been that and, but it's not like a core service. Like, you know, obviously it's in our name, nerd brand agency. Right. That was on purpose. Um, but it's like they came to us for help with web, you know, and it's like, okay. So we just kind of want to make sure we stick onto that. We'll get to the other stuff later. It'll show up. Like, because if you go in with a bunch of buzzwords, now you're making the water even more muddier. It's kind of like if you go diving and you just kick the sediment at the bottom and you're trying to look uh, for something. Now you got mud everywhere. Well, the, the, conver- the conversation, when you when you get into a conversation with a, with, with a, a client or potential client, and like you said, if they come in and maybe the immediate need is, is, is web or something in the web realm. We all know that all that web ties in with everything else you're doing from branding, marketing, advertising standpoint. It's, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's an ad. Well, right, because everything is an ad. Um, but if they're not ready to have that discussion, if they're not mentally prepared, right. if you will, if the, if, if the, if the for, for lack of a better description, if the battleground has not been prepared to enter into that discussion, you don't want to go there because they're not ready. Yeah. It, to your point, address the immediate need. Yeah. But start planting those seeds. This is a problem. We'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. But what the, we can also look that what this will give us the opportunity to do is to look at how this is going to affect A, B, C, and D as we move forward. Yeah, you get six months down the road. Like, if we don't fix this and get this positioned correctly, right? Uh, everything's off. You don't have a plumb line. You don't, you know, good luck putting the house up and it's staying that way. <laughs> So that's sort of the whole point of all this and what this means. So it does have, like you said, it has a multi, there's kind of multi definitions to it or multi facets to it or whatever the best way to say that is. I am not the person to say things the best way when it comes to that. I'll just throw out some stuff. And when I see heads nod. Not a wordsmith. I I got it right. (laughs) No, I'm not a wordsmith. But I did lay down, I did, I have laid down some mean copy in my day. Um. So you brought up PepsiCo, another yes. one I have on the list to talk about. Yes, we have a list. This is actually prepared. Believe it's it or right not. here. I know it's right, it's right here, here, right here. You can, if you can't see it, it's yeah, right here. Yeah, we do our jobs. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Minute Maid is actually a part of PepsiCo. Yep, I think I knew that. Yeah. So, so Coca Cola is a soft drink company, and they're Pepsi a, they're so a is beverage a, company. Yeah, they're a beverage company. My fault. They're a beverage company. PepsiCo is a food company. If you can drink it, they they make it. <laughs> that that be our attempt to hit the what? What is that? Georgian? Is that West, that's that's what you call generic Southern? Or did you go West Virginia? That's generic Southern. Yeah. Okay. Well. If, if you if you go east and south, it it just gets a little slower and a little more like this, like a North Carolina. You know, if John were here, he would be like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) He's the regulator. He's like, no, no, quit, quit it. Yeah, no impressions. Anyways, Minute Maid, not a maid service. So, you know, that's another name that... Which is kind of unfortunate because when you think about it, it would be a nice name for one of those... Yeah, you know, get it to it, get your house cleaned in a minute. Minute Maid. We're quick. We're, we're quick about it. But no, it's we're orange juice. It's, no, it's orange juice. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's so funny. You think about I mean, brands like that, brand names that have been around like that for a long time and how they they came up with that name because they wanted to position themselves in that world at that date and time for a reason. Mm-hmm. Well, in a way, yeah, that, that need is probably archaic by now. Mm-hmm. 
but because there's so much brand equity in there that, you go again. In, in that name, it doesn't make sense to change it. Even though the name in today's context really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Yeah. God, I was something. Oh, we were watching um, something on TV the other night. I was an episode of Seinfeld, okay. which was made in the 90s. And Kramer gets in the refrigerator and gets out a carton of milk. And it says, I don't know if anybody remembers, seal test. And my daughter said, and I said, oh, look, seal test. She goes, seal test? What's that? I said, it's the, it's the brand on that carton of milk. I said, I remember that brand. She goes, what does that even mean? So it's, it's, it's funny how these brands can exist mm. that have existed for a long time and their name really has no, it has no connection to anything in the modern age or in the current age. Right, yeah. But it still has weight. It still means something. Minute Maid, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, Coca-Cola is another. I mean, what, I mean, Concerning the fact that Coca-Cola originally, you said earlier before we started recording, Coca-Cola at one time and its its very beginning had cocaine in it. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of where the name sort of comes from. It also right. comes from the, the cocoa bean or co- coca, the coca plant or something like that. But anyway, cocaine. But yeah. now we all know it does not have cocaine. No, 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 no. You're not going to drink a Coke and like, you know be hyper and more of whatever you are because well, that's what cocaine. they do put caffeine in it but why do you think they put caffeine in it well yeah because they can't put as <laughs> long ago they determined they couldn't put cocaine in it yeah. <laughs> we have to do like a star now the more you know burp, beep, burp, beep. that's right um you'll learn things with us yeah you will if you're not careful so if it's useful or not that's uh that's up to you though uh domino's it's not domino's pizza anymore oh no because they do more than pizza yeah uh, so this is a, uh, you brought up earlier, do they think about brand positioning? Yep, this one definitely did because they were like, we need to change ours. And they did. Uh, this happened, what, like five years ago? It's been a few years. Cause yeah. Because now they do pizza, they do wings. Uh, they lasagna. Do... <laughs> Look at Robert yeah, they, the booth. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. <laughs> they do pasta <laughs> uh, and desserts. Yeah, they do dessert. They do des- they do desserts. Do desserts. Uh, um, that's shorthand. That's a short, yeah, that's shorthand. That's you got my, that killer lava cake. Oh, oh yeah. That yeah. Lava cake. That is true. Yeah, I, I made but, a mistake. Mm-hmm. The, I made a mistake a couple of weeks ago because I, I did order some Domino's and I got the cinnamon twists instead of the lava cakes and I caught heck from it from the Ooh. fam. And you live with uh, three ladies. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> how are you still here? <laughs> Anytime I order Domino's, it's a mistake, but I also yeah, live well, by myself. You know, well, well, so. you know, I. <laughs> I understand. I feel your pain. Well, it was one of those moments where I, I don't want to go get anything. I want someone to bring it to me, and I want it like now. Yeah. Well, you know, that's something that we're all going to have to readjust for other reasons. But again, that's another podcast. Um, but yeah, Domino's Pizza, that that's a position change. Even for the stores, the signage, the logo, everything changed. Yep. Um, funny enough, though, what was it? Like uh, six months ago, they brought back the Noid. Briefly. Yeah, briefly. I don't think you see him now. Not right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, he's gone again. Um, and there's another pizza pizza brand that has altered their name visually. Yeah. But also, but also, uh, and what's the word I'm looking for? But it, 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 the, the, they changed the, it's not the spelling, but the punctuation. They removed some punctuation from the name. Yes. Yeah. So it's not Papa John's, as in it belongs to John. Mm-hmm. It's Papa John's as in Papa plural John's. Yeah, because everybody says Papa John's. So 
Yeah, yeah, I can see the reason for that. We know there's other things, but... I don't understand it other than it seemed like an easy and cheap way to remove any connection from the previous... Yeah. The previous administration, if you will. Yeah. So what's an easy way? Well, just knock that that apostrophe out of there. Yeah, knock that out. I mean, we had... uh, I remember um, Arby's a while back. They revised their... Uh, their brand and logo to something that the entire world was like, nope. But the cleverness of it was missed entirely. Um, and I do call it clever, and I know you don't like clever. But yeah, the whole the whole idea, define it. the the apostrophe in Arby's was uh, like the blade of a meat slicer, and it was cutting into the I believe the S or something. And then they made the logo a little bit three D. It lasted for about a couple of weeks, and then they rolled it back to the classic. The hat. Um, yeah, uh, they well, they kept the hat, but they shortened it. I think um, there's been a lot of missteps with a lot of brands, and you know, making changes in your logo like that to go back to the you know, like using Domino's as an example is like, well, that's that's a significant position shift, you yeah. know, because now it's. We don't want to really just be that or associate it with just that. Well, it's Papa John's. It's a, it's a positioning shift with them as well because the other rationale they're using to to support the changes they made is that it's John's plural because it belongs to everybody. Yeah. Which, then where does the Papa come from? I don't yeah. know, it just, to me, it just seems a little But then again, convoluted. it's sort of like, do you remember um, H&S Hardware? Yes. I never put together the H was for father. It was like father and sons. That's what it was. Where did the H come from? I have no idea. It must have been the name of the dad, maybe? I don't know. It's an old kind of name. So anybody out there listening? Oh, it was an abbreviation of probably, a, I don't know, Hamilton and Sons Hardware. Maybe. H&S. Yeah. Or something. I know right now Robert in the booth is like Googling H- the crap out of everything. <laughs> You can't keep up, man. <laughs> Just quit. <laughs> H H and S H. It's H and as in ampersand. Uh, oh, S. was it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I worked there for like uh, two weeks when I was eighteen. Really? Would you like to hear this story? Do we have time? Oh yeah, we got time. <laughs> Bring well, it on. Yeah. So I got fired because <laughs> uh, I didn't go in for like uh, there was a shipment or something. I wasn't told that. And uh, so I had a couple of days off, so I like I took it, you know. So I went home, uh, spent time with uh, my dad, and uh, they called me. I ignored it because I was like, "What the heck, you know?" So I'm I mean, off today. Why are they calling? Yeah, you making? Like, I think at the time I was paid like five fifty an hour. So like, honestly, would you answer on a Saturday or Sunday? Um, so they, I went in, and the guy was like, "Hey, fired, or died, or died," and you know, he was just, <laughs> just a. You know, I don't care if it's bleeped or not. It's just an ass. So within two weeks, I got hired as a mechanical designer and engineer. And uh, I drove past the store in a brand new uh, Camaro Z28. And I waved at him. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I was 19, you know, by that time. So uh, that's what it it's what you do. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Yeah, I yeah. guess it's a good feeling. Yeah. When yeah. you're wrong and you're able to kind of rub it and you come out better on the other side and kind of rub it in your nose. And yeah. Rub the nose in a little bit. 
But uh, anyways, dovetail back in the topic, uh, brand positioning a lot is changing uh, because of what's happening with COVID and everything going on right now. A lot of employers are having to consider this because they're having trouble either hiring or retaining uh, talent. So, which, you know, for those listening, please go back and watch or listen to uh, on YouTube, uh, look for Nerd Brand or just find us anywhere on social at Nerd Brand Agency or go to nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast and uh, look at the show or listen to the show we did with uh, Mary Reed from Edge Employment. Yeah. Um, she was, oh, it was very good about what she had to say about how that should work and behave. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you, yeah. If you think about it, positioning, there's different, maybe different kinds of positioning is the best, better way to describe it. Mm-hmm. You've got the positioning that involves the consumer mind, but you've got positioning from a, from a corporate cultural standpoint. And I think that, I think that's what you're kind of what you're getting to. Yeah. Kind of a, and that kind of bleeds into what is now very popular, a social consciousness type of, yeah. How do you position yourself in the minds of consumers, not just regarding your product itself, yeah, but the philosophy persona how your brand interacts with a larger world. And I appreciate you saying that because that's exactly where I was getting to like branding and everything that you're doing. Cause a lot of people are like, well, what's the difference between branding and marketing and why do I need branding? This is it. You know, you're creating a, in your company, a culture internally and you're projecting it externally to sell what you're passionate about, hopefully and what you want to do. But it hits people. It hits people in a lot of different ways other than, the need or desire for your specific product. That's, yeah, what, that's many, what's so interesting. How many people that work at Ford drive Toyotas? I mean, think about it. I don't know what they make them park in a separate lot. I probably do. But, you know, you have to think about it. How many people that work, like we mentioned GE, how many people work there and have, you know, a Samsung refrigerator or whatever, <laughs> you know? Or in Robert's case, are shooting a Smith & Wesson. And, <laughs> <laughs> and not a GE? But, you know, it's sort of like does a couple things. It raises that question. It's general dynamics, by the way. Oh, it's general dynamics. I messed it up. Oh, well, that's all right. Yeah, We'll keep it in there. That's okay. That's an interesting thing. Just as a side note, um, when I went on vacation a few weeks ago, and we went, went, I stopped on the way, on the way down, we stopped at the, uh, uh, the NASA, the NASA, um, the, the, the space center Mm -hmm. down in, uh, down in Alabama, and I was, they go through a whole history of the Apollo program. It, it's pretty amazing. You look at the number of contractors involved mm-hmm. that had a piece of mm-hmm. putting, and it's still true today when you look at, when you look at the space program, all the different brands <laughs> involved with putting that together. It's it kind of mind-boggling. Well, that's with any organization. I mean, we are one of what, two branding agencies at the table with at least a couple of uh, customers we serve. Um, it is possible to do this that way. You know, well, especially like, larger, larger, yeah. more segmented companies. Or well, and not, not only layered, that, it's tiered. like there's a lane that you all agree to stay in so you don't tread on others and you play nice. It's just good, you know, business ethics maybe is what you want to call it, I suppose. But at the end of the day, it's like they have their strengths and we have ours based upon who we have on staff. You know, we don't go in and try to do something we don't have. If I don't have a person on staff that is specialized in this, then that's not something Coral and I or John go out and project. And internally, we don't either. 
I mean, in nerd brand, we're all internally and externally, like pretty much it's like Wizzy, what we call in web, WYSIWYG. What you see is what, what you, you get. get. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that's sort of the way that you would want it to work because you're going to attract talent by that because it's genuine. We've talked about that before. About which, is part of, which is part of positioning. Yeah. So positioning of your brand is a very, very important thing to remember. Um, I'm going to tap my phone for the time here because I don't want to, Get run over with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what we've hit on. I think it's important to keep in mind for brands to keep in mind that positioning isn't about just how it where your brand sits in the brain of your consumer. It's how your brand sits in the brain of your consumer, your vendors. Mm-hmm. What kind of relationship is it? Is that does that genuineness follow through between what you say about your brand externally? Does that follow through internally with your employees? Um, which you know, I was thinking about this as much as I, you hear me preach about it saying you've, you've got to live it yes, to sell it. Okay. Yeah. Because people in the outside world, people have, you know, they can find out how real you are by just Googling. Okay. Yep. Internally, if people are all on the same page about who you are as a brand internally, and if you're practicing what you preach from an internal standpoint, it makes it that much easier for them to advocate for your brand in the course of just doing their doing their job, the, uh, and it makes it easier to tell a a organic, natural, true story to the larger world. Yeah, yeah. If they believe it too, then anybody they go out and talk to to either you know I know it's a bad word for some to sell to or to help out or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm not going to listen to somebody that's not convinced about the thing they're telling me about. That I mean, they want me to participate in. I mean, we all. I mean, we all go to work every day, and yep. you know, we all get a little jaded about our, you know, the day to day part of of doing your job and going to work. You you, you can't get away from that. But by the same by the same the same token, um, if if you're a brand that, especially if you're a brand that touts, you know, we respect you as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Well, then you better respect the people that work within the organization too. Because respect is something that, that is, it, it's got to be consistent from in every interaction. So if, if you don't really respect the people that, are, that work for the brand, how in the world are you going to respect the people out there that you want to partake in your brand? Yeah. So it's, it, it's funny how positioning kind of connects very, very tightly with something we've talked about before, and that's authenticity. Mm-hmm. And it's all of this you're better off if it's organic and if it's real than if you have to make it up out of whole cloth. It takes a lot less work from our side to, to, to create strong branding. If the things that you're telling us about you and your brand and what you do, what you believe, what you think, what you live is real. It, it makes it so much easier to, to brand something like that than something that's like, well, yeah, we do this and we say this about our brand, but it's not really like that. I mean, let's be honest. We're, in, we're you know, uh-huh. our our hamburgers aren't really made of beef. They're they're made of you know <laughs> soy and stuff. But you know, we want people to think they're made of, of beef because it doesn't matter. I thought you were gonna say like pink goop, and I'm like, um, I don't know. <laughs> That's hot dogs, isn't it? No, I don't know. Maybe we don't know what's in a hot dog. Let's be honest. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. I mean, it, it really does make the job easier, but you know, it also makes whatever we're trying to accomplish after starting to do campaigns with them, 
those become successful and they start to see that ROI as they want to see. Uh, and it just really does help. It's, it's, it's exciting to work with people to kind of get that. Uh, many times when we're talking to folks and they, they want our help, we kind of are, they, I know they're qualifying us because there's money going to be spent, but also we're qualifying them. Like, can we help them? And do we like, are they ready for help? <laughs> let me, let me ask you this is, and on a serious question. It yeah. kind of comes to mind because we were talking about Yum, for example, and how they went through that phase. And I guess they still are in it to a certain extent where they'll have one building with two, maybe three different of their brands occupying the same space, mm-hmm. which I can see from certain standpoints where that might make some sense. Mm-hmm. But how do you, do you think that has any effect on the positioning of any of the brands in people's mind or is fast food, for example, so far down on the tier that people just don't think that deep? Uh, well, I think that's, that's the answer, but I do know an organization that sold software specific to what I used to do years ago. And, uh, they had, four or five options for it. And each option had a marketing director who had a copy of Canva or Photoshop and they wanted the web guy, AKA was not me, but was interviewing for it. And when I found this out, I was like, Nope. Uh, and they wanted to have me like do these different web pages. Now, each of these people, and this is normal. This is human nature. They all have a different, uh, eye for what is looking nice, what they like to see, as an ad, what they like to see or read is copy that they think is appropriate for that branch of the main, you know, brand. Mm-hmm. I won't, I'm trying to avoid saying who this is and cause you know, and they wouldn't know it's, you know, I'll tell you guys later after the show's off. <laughs> um, but it's like, they all had their opinions and there was really no data for me to look at and say like, that's a valid opinion. But the problem is you have, it looks like just scattered yeah. And the position is all different. Everybody believes something different. So if you all sat in a room together, you know, whoever's ahead of marketing, the C-suite, if they sat in a room, they're not, you're just not, nothing matches. The message is, everything's broken. Right. So yes, the position will get broken because they may sell software and that's the thing, but that's not the position. Yeah. That's the other thing to not, I think that maybe we want to land on and end with is that, you know, your positioning is not the thing you do. It's not the what. Well, the, I, I, Robert just po- pulled up the, the Arch Deluxe uh, debacle <laughs> yeah. with, which, which, with McDonald's, which to my mind was sort of the, it was in that era when Burger King and McDonald's were really fighting tooth and nail against kind of again. I haven't seen against, that in years. Against Robert. each other. And that was, that was look, to be honest, that was McDonald's answer to the fact that, you know, Burger King, they tout the fact that their burgers, they're made to order or put, well, let's, let's be specific. They are assembled to order yeah, every time. Well, and people like the taste of that assembled to order burger. Well, this was the arch deluxe was kind of their attempt yeah, to compete with that. But this goes to like positioning. When you think McDonald's, there's a, it has been so they've done such to their credit, have done such a good job over the last 40, 50 years, whatever it is of saying this is the thing we've perfected and do better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. It seems like every time they've tried to deviate from that to be a little more like some of their competitors, it never works. Why is that? Because they are positioned in the consumer's mind to be a certain way, which has been their strength. Yeah. 
Yeah. I will can make a comparison away from fast food on that and go right back to the core of nerd brand and the nerd part and we'll address the thing that you always shake your head at. How many times, Jason, can you mention this? Who else does this from an entertainment movie perspective where they deviate and when they do, it don't go well. I don't know. Who. I don't know. Let's see the first the first letter of the name is D. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then the last yeah. one is C. <laughs> DC slash Warner. Yes. Stop it. Those characters are templated. They are Superman is hope. Wonder Woman is truth. Yeah, Batman but, is but justice. I would, I don't would deviate. Argue. Not everybody's Batman and mopey and angry. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even think. I don't even think it goes that deep. Simply because I mean, not, at least not to that point. Because I think that whole, the hope, et cetera, et cetera, that's a fairly contemporary positioning. No, it does. Of those but, characters, but by the same, you're still your point still holds though. Yeah. People think when they think of Superman, when they think of Batman, when they think of Wonder Woman, they, which Wonder Woman's one they've done fairly, with the exception of the, the second movie, maybe. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, that's all. They've <laughs> th- those like McDonald's. Yeah, those are characters that are positioned in the public's mind that exist in a certain space, mm-hmm. and its roots go very deep. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, try. I like deviating is a strong word, but. You know, because in McDonald's case, I mean, they were trying to see if a product line or something would new would resonate, people would latch onto it. Well, they were trying to they were trying yeah. to keep up with the competition. Yeah, I mean, the Big Mac was not probably on the original menu of you know McDonald's. No, I, you know that came later. Came about twenty years later. Yeah, so you know, sometimes they were just trying to think. It's fine, but uh, but yeah, but that's going to pretty much uh, wrap up our show, I think, for this week on brand positioning. What is it? Do you have uh, questions about it? Yeah, you know. Come see, come see us. We do have comment sections on, on things like YouTubes and, and all that, and you can leave a comment, like, subscribe at YouTube, uh, click the bell so that you get notifications. Um, I, I want to throw out a challenge yeah. to people that are listening. Use those comment sections. Throw us some feedback. Throw us some questions. Throw us some ideas, maybe some things we haven't discussed that you, you'd like to hear us talk about, or it may be some things we have talked about, but you want to hear there's something we didn't hit. Did you'd like to maybe hear us, you know, yeah. talk about a little bit? I mean, by now we have 84. Ep- this Do is it. This is number 84. Surely out of the 84 that we have already done, there is a library there. To go- and where we, we can even go back and re-invite, you know, previous guests. I mean, our next episode, we're going to have, uh, pro- you know, Jason Bernard back uh, talking about Brand Serp and stuff. And then we've got Matt Jones returning uh, as a special guest. And then we also have Coral returning for a, uh, a Christmassy episode of which I am struggling to write the outline on that one. I really am. I'm Maybe it'll just, be a, a potpourri, I, yeah. a, a free-for-all, if you will. I don't know. She's going to yell at me. That's all I know. She's going to be like, why are you such a Grinch? And I'm like, I can't help it. It's just, you know. Mr. I don't have a Christmas tree. Uh, uh, yeah. No, well, I don't. I'm a single man. Like, Robert, help me out here. I'm a single guy. It's a lot of work to clean up and fix later just to look at yourself. I have one. It's It's... It's like this big. It's the size of this water bottle. I put it on my windowsill. It's Christmas. Char- it's Christmas in my house. It's a Charlie Brown. But you have, but, but, but you have something, Robert. Yeah. You at least acknowledge the fact that it is the season. I bought icicle lights this year for my front porch, and they're they're in the box. Okay. okay. I get to them. Uh, I got to do mine next week. All right. Fine. Jason's just a total Grinch. All right. I'll. You're just, a mean one. I don't even have Mr. a Grinch. I know. I don't even have a dog. I can strap up you know, reindeer horn on the head of it. So I don't need one of them. Let's go find a dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then like watch my allergies just light up and kill me. Um, yeah. Anything with hair and four legs ain't happening in my house. Um, sorry. Anyways, back to plugging the show. (laughs) 
you can like, subscribe. Do what Mitch says. Don't make Mitch beg. Um, and then uh, check us out at nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast. And everybody out there, remember, keep your nerd brand strong.